Welcome back to the Goodlesville, Gallatin, and online Gospel Compass Ministry for another episode of The Journey Through Scripture. Join us as we talk current events, read through the Word, and seek to apply it every Wednesday in this new midweek Bible study, The Journey Through Scripture, a Gospel Compass production. Hey folks, welcome to Journey Through Scripture. On these Wednesdays, we review a little bit about what we talked about on Sundays. At least we're doing that right now while we're in this series because we're, we're plumbing some pretty deep holes here. And we want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about them, maybe unpack a little bit more. Because we found that, boy, it's hard to get it all in in 40, 45 minutes of sermon. That's too long of a message. We both agree, but right. we're struggling to try to get that down because there's so much to learn. So we want to take this time to talk about it. Hey, this past week I was gone. I took a little bit of a vacation. I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for preaching. Of course. And uh, Daniel, were you preaching probably a dozen times a year now? Yep. Uh, that's hard to do with everything that else he's got going on, but I do appreciate it, and yep. I know that people enjoy having you preach. You got to preach on a real interesting subject matter. The title was The Economy of Evil. Evil, yep. And really what this was was focusing upon uh, something that a lot of people think about when they think about the Antichrist. They think about um, the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. And that's the question always is, what's the mark of the beast? What does 666 mean? And so forth. And uh, you got to discuss that a little bit, didn't mm -hmm. you? Yeah. As Tim always does when he goes out of town, he gave me something really easy to preach on. I pre <laughs> appreciate that. I'm sorry. In this series, there's been nothing <laughs> there's easy There's been nothing to easy to on. preach. Yeah, he asked me at the beginning of the series, like, do you want one of these weeks? And I was like, do I want one of these weeks? At least but I didn't give you gender confusion. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what we've been, uh, what we've been doing is looking at different aspects of postmodern thought, which mm -hmm. is a worldly philosophy that's been in place since really the middle of the 20th century, started earlier than that, and it's firmly entrenched now. Uh, really, it's been shown again to, it's been disproved in the academy, and yet the fallout of it is everywhere, mm. in art and music and in architecture, but certainly in the news, those who hold positions in, in education, those who hold positions in politics, mm -hmm. and we'll be talking about politics, politics next week. week. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about postmodern thoughts on wealth, and you had some interesting points there it's mm -hmm. it, it, again here's the beautiful thing about postmodernism beautiful not beautiful right is that it's it's, it's totally contradictory mm -hmm. and so there's some contradictions as far as just even how wealth is viewed right. talk to us about that yeah every week you, you've done a great job in this series of pointing out how the postmodern idea behind what we're talking about that week, be it gender confusion or uh, man being made in the image of God which mm -hmm. of course postmodern thought doesn't support that mm -hmm. idea um, that almost every truth statement that postmodern theorists or educators or whoever it might be, people who ascribe to postmodern theory, almost every truth statement they seek to make falls in on itself because there's never any foundational pillar on which the truth can stand. So for instance, like um, we said on Sunday morning, and you got a little bit, hopefully, a discussion in your small group class about the fact that wealth is seen as um, systematically evil. Like You're evil because you have money. Um, you're evil because you have money and I don't have money. Um, you know, you're, you're a bad person, therefore you should try to be a good person. And this is, you know, almost postmodern morality, mm -hmm. which is a completely different Sunday morning yeah. service we could probably have. You should strive to be good by giving your money away. Well, you can't give money away if you don't have any. 
So just the principle and the premise of gaining wealth, wealth is all really a more means of about to how to gain power. And power, of course, is what we're going to talk about this week. And I don't want to give away too much of, yeah. of your preparation, but politics and power and how um, just wealth is seen as systematically evil, but also something we should strive for, which it's falls just, in immediately. Again, uh, the law of non-contradiction applies to uh, how you judge um, worldviews. Right. And this postmodern worldview is full of contradiction. But again, it's contra God. It goes against everything that, mm -hmm. it goes, that, that was established in his order. So anytime you have uh, things that are godless, you have the rise of the Antichrist. And, and so everything does contradict and falls into itself. And so what we have here then is this idea that wealth is bad if you have wealth, mm -hmm. but I want it. Mm -hmm. And right now we're, we see that a real move for uh, reparations. That, that those who are descendant of African-American slaves mm -hmm. uh, are, are asking for trillions of dollars in reparations. Well, those who hold the money are thought to be bad because they have the money, and yet they want the money from those who hold the money, which would make them bad if we were logically following it down the road. But it, it falls apart. Logically, yeah. it falls apart. It doesn't make sense. But um, you had an interesting, and by the way, I really agree with what you said, the problem that we must consider isn't the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. It is the things that lead to it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that was really uh, key to your message on Sunday. Mm -hmm. what, what was that that you were talking about? It's not the mark of the beast that we really have to be concerned right. about. It's what leads up to it. What, what are you talking about there? Well, that was the transitional point uh, between uh, Revelation, and I said it on Sunday. I, I've, I've never preached, read, or you know, done anything mm -hmm. in the pulpit at, at Goodlesville Church from Revelation. I think that, by and large, we as Christians focus on it too much. Maybe we talk about the rapture uh, more than we should. Um, I think we should, or not just the rapture, the mark of the beast, and everything else that we like to um, theorize or, um, you know, even people who come it's out with fun. a checklist. It, it is. It's fun. A, it's a fun checklist of this sign, this sign, this sign. It's, it's, it's like a mur murder mystery. It's just, oh, right, right. It's something that is intriguing, I mm -hmm. think, is the best word for it. But we're not there. Right. So what do we do here? Right. Yeah, so yeah. That, I think that was the value of your message. Be Go more ahead. concerned. We should be, more cons we should be less concerned about the mark of the beast and more concerned about the things that mark the spirit of Antichrist. So in other words, not just, um, and I said this in my generosity sermon, not just um, the things that mark in the world around us. It's very easy as Christians to point to, that's a mark of the Antichrist. Where we really need to look at is inside the church, um, the church that we attend, the church uh, universal, especially the church in the West, um, what are the markers or what are the characteristics of Antichrist that we've allowed? Is it, is it you know, when it, especially when it comes to money or the economy, do we spend too much money on you know, a lot of mega churches, we spend too much money on sound video lights and not enough money on missions. Mm -hmm. Do we spend too much money on having your best life now and giant, you know, Houston Megadome, Astro, Astrodome mega churches when we should be out there um, giving money back to, to churches and uh, doing mission work and evangelizing? I think that the mission and goal of evangelism uh, has to still become the most important thing. And you know, I said on Sunday, in the last days, Paul tells us that everyone's going to feel like, do you feel the world is broken? Of course, we in the church can say we do, right. but everyone's going to feel that way. And yeah. what a great tool that we have at our disposal to know the thing that can fix it is the Word of God. When we look at this understanding of wealth, let's just talk about that for a moment. Yeah. The Bible teaches a lot about money. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And right. at the same time, that's the love of money, not money itself. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us that God supplies all of our needs. The Bible tells us that we are stewards. Mm 
the Bible tells us that he owns the cattle and horses on a thousand hills. And so we understand that, that again, the Bible would see that a person who had resources, that would be a person who would be blessed. A mm-hmm. person who doesn't have resources, that would be a person that, that needs to be blessed. Mm-hmm. And so what we find here is that the Bible teaches a lot about money and that money is neither good nor bad. It's how we use it and what we do with it. And that it's not a bad thing to have money. And at the same time, it's not a bad thing that you don't have money. Uh, because Jesus didn't have any money, mm-hmm. and and yet he understood that all of his provision came from the Father, and so we we see then that when you have the Antichrist spirit come into the world, there's going to be a lot of confusion about money, mm-hmm. and so if Jesus was not evil and he was the Lord of everything, he is the Lord of everything, and he tells us to not love money, then Antichrist will tell us to love money. Mm-hmm. If Jesus says to the rich young ruler, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. Uh, Satan will say, I'll give you resources if you'll come and follow me. Mm. And that's exactly how he tempted Jesus. Mm. I'll, I'll give you all this if you will follow me. And so what we see then is that the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist, will be totally contradictory when it comes to wealth and money mm. to the spirit of Christ. And so rather than be stewards, we will be owners. Mm-hmm. Rather than using our money to glorify God, we'll use our money to glorify ourselves. ourselves. Rather than being generous, we'll be selfish. Rather than having enough, we'll never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. These are things that mark the spirit of Antichrist, and they also impact the church. Mm-hmm. And you just gave some examples. Right. So are we mad that a church has plenty of resources and, and, and great facilities? We shouldn't be. No. And at the same time... Kenneth Copeland doesn't need a private jet. At the same time, we see the abuse on the other side of, you know, where, where you have people who, yeah. who, who, who may say that the way you know that I'm blessed is, is by my finances, mm-hmm. where that is not the, the biblical mark of, the only biblical mark of blessings. Right. And so, uh, so there's a tremendous amount of confusion so that when we get to this idea of the mark of the beast, talk to us a little bit about, by the way, what the purpose of the mark of the beast is yeah and i mean in revelation chapter 13 really the two focus verses were verse 16 and 17 mm-hmm. and everyone will be given the mark um either on their hand or their forehead the the, the past i don't have it in front of me right now but yeah. uh, if you'd like to follow along i think i'm paraphrasing um that everyone will receive the mark on their hand or their forehead and with it they will be without it they will not be able to buy or sell yeah now let's just talk about that for a minute Mm -hmm. because we have major conversations going on about becoming a cashless society Mm -hmm. all right now that in and of itself is neither good nor bad it sounds pretty scary it it can be because (laughs) uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago but if there's no such thing as a cashless society your kids can't have a lemonade stand and get paid if um, if you are not towing the line Mm -hmm. they can say you are not going to be able to put money in your account or you'll not be able to take money out of your account and so it is a way to gain power over people Yeah, because you can't earn and you can't buy and you can lose everything you have at the stroke of a key on a computer based upon how you toe the line with whoever's in power. Remember that Lone Star Country song in the 90s? No. We're already there. Oh, I mean, okay. we're like when you talk about that yes. climate, like the thing that is most scary about that, even the positive things, who doesn't like yes. online banking? Like right. I can pay you back today for lunch on yes. Venmo. Like these are positive things that we have because of convenience, but almost like every other convenience in the history of America, and I would say not even one more susceptible to corruption. 
-hmm. Every convenience is susceptible to corruption. That is that is a that is a modern like that is a modern thing that we should know by now. It's a yeah. progressive idea that every you know think about well what was great about the industrial revolution? Well, tons of things. What was bad? Tons of things. Well, from child labor laws having to come in, union yes. workers, pollutants, all these things that we didn't think about in the you know early 1900s. The fallout. Exactly the yeah. fallout. Well, there's a word that's a that you need to know. It's called amoral, not immoral. Immoral mm. means lacking moral values. Right. It means going against what morality is. Amoral means that uh, this computer here is amoral. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a technology that can be used for good and right. can be used for bad. Mm. Music is amoral. amoral. Yes. We have some connotations. If you hear a strong electric guitar and drums, you may associate that with something. Right. At the same time, those sounds don't carry anything unless there's words with it. Mm -hmm. Words are not amoral. Words are moral. And so what you have then are technologies that are becoming in place. For instance, you can pay on your phone now. Mm -hmm. And in Scandinavian countries, they literally have uh, a chip, and this is becoming more and more popular, where they simply scan their, their hand. Now, is that a bad thing? That in and of itself is amoral. amoral. It's just technology. But we can see that the technology is in place for a mark of the beast, mm -hmm. that, that mark by which you would have to buy or sell or to do any kind of financing. Mm -hmm. And so how do you pay for your family if you can't buy or sell? How can you buy food? How can you earn money? How can you pay for things to be done that you need to be? You can't. Mm -hmm. And so we see that the technology is in place. Mm -hmm. But I'll remind you again, the technology is not bad. It's this spirit of Antichrist. It's this... It's these moral things that become attached to it right. that will guide it. And, and the thing that uh, we talked about a show recently, I had friends who were at Union with me at the same time. One was an undergrad student. Another was a, he was a, a resident RA. He, he and mm -hmm. his family lived there. And they were on a show on CBS a few uh, years ago now, two years ago, called Hunted. And so like they had to like try to get off the grid. Mm. And so what was crazy to me was they had these retired detectives and these retired agents at like, you know, the TBI, the Georgia State, Florida State, the state of, you know, working like Tim Hitt, you know, trying mm -hmm. to track people down. The amount of facial recognition software, license plate mm -hmm. readers, cell phone triangulation that happened on that show, these people weren't even like, you know, actively, they got, you know, the resources that they needed to do. But like, and there's there's something that's being used for good. When you get an Amber Alert on your phone, right. like they're, they're, right. they're using those things recognition software but it is so easy to see that yes the, the the police force the TBI whoever is using this for good but man and there's the question you know when we think about the history of nuclear power the question mm -hmm. has always been what do we do when this falls if this falls into the wrong hands right and so it all this technology will fall into the wrong hands. according to the Bible so it the technology is not bad but it's going to be a worldview it's going to be a thought process it's going to be a loyalty it's going to be a religion, so to speak, right. that will be totally off the rails. And so let's go back to the mark of the beast. Thing. Mm -hmm. People are scared to death they're going to receive the mark by accident. Mm. And I don't really think that that's going to be the case. I don't either. I believe that you're going to have to pledge loyalty to whoever the beast is. Mm -hmm. That would be the Antichrist. And you're going to have to deny Christ in order to receive it. We've already seen this happen in China. It's happened in recent weeks where people who were in part of the country that have been impacted by COVID mm -hmm. or natural disasters, the government comes in and helps them. That happens here in America. But what happened, any of these places where there was a church mm -hmm. and these people received help, they made them take their take pictures or images of Christ out, and they made them put, put up images of their premier, 
and made them pledge allegiance to the premier and renounce that anything came from Christ. Governor Cuomo up in New York recently, in the past few months, has said, these COVID numbers have come down not by the hand of God, but by what we've done. We did this. We did this. And so there will have to be a loyalty to somebody other than Christ. So you'll have to pledge allegiance to whomever controls the economy. Mm. But with that, you'll also have to renounce any kind of allegiance to Christ. Mm. And eventually, we see that there is, that's interesting, there's going to be a false prophet that is going to bolster the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. That will be kind of an amalgamation of world religions. And eventually the Antichrist has him killed because he doesn't want to compete with any religions. You've been doing this longer than I have. I didn't, I, I said that I've read other commentaries. What are your, what's your view? Because um, Revelation 13 is the beast, mm -hmm. of, the beast out of the land. Yes. And we got out of the beast from the sea. What, what, what in your study... Like, because I said, like I said, I read a couple like commentaries that said it might be this, might be that. What was that? The, is that the Antichrist and the Helper, or is that is that yeah, Satan you have, himself? And then the you have certain have Antichrist and you have systems. The C represents a multitude. Oh, okay. And so you would have maybe uh, uh, you would have a false prophet that would again be represent a multitude of religions or people mm. to bring them. Your favorite bumper sticker, coexist. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with coexisting until you have to affirm and say they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. Yeah. And they so, all carry equal validity. So what we see will probably happen is that you will have to make a decision. In order for that chip, if it's already in you to be activated, or in order for any kind of mark mm -hmm. to receive or to, or to be used, you'll have to pledge allegiance to somebody that's opposite to God mm. or that's trying to stand in the place of God. And that's basically... Uh, that's the fear. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. Why do we think people will do that? Why would anybody renounce Christ and receive the mark of the beast? Why would they do that? Well, it's the gist of your message. Because they love money. Hmm. They want to be able to buy and sell. They don't trust God to supply their needs. There is such a draw to being able to get on a computer and buy something. Mm -hmm. we, and so we would rather give up God than give up the materials mm. and so that is a powerful draw on our lives that satan will use to ultimately draw all attention all glory and all praise and all submission to himself mm -hmm. he'll use the fact that we like to buy things and we like to sell things and that we trust our ability to buy and sell and earn more than we trust god's ability to supply and so why the Bible says, my, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Mm. That's what Paul says when he had no money. Mm -hmm. So our fear for us is that we would love money, that we would, that we would want other people's money, that we would use our money for things that don't glorify God, that we would look at our boss or a company or a corporation or our government as that which supplies our needs. Mm -hmm. And rather than seeing that it's God and we give him glory, we give him praise. So you teach your kids when they sit down to eat, what, what do they do? Well, they thank God for the, for the provision and they thank God for the food. And then yeah. they pray for the dog that didn't feel well that morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but how many of us sit down and we're thankful to our job or to our mm -hmm. government or to our own ability to earn? And we don't pause and give thanks to God. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that's, I believe that's how this mark of the beast will really manifest itself. Mm. That it'll play upon people's natural desire for money and for wealth and what it provides. Mm. And that in doing that, we'll be willing to set aside our, our allegiance to God. And like the rich young ruler, 
mm-hmm. we'll walk away without pledging allegiance to Christ because he was rich. Right. And most of us are rich by any standard in the history of the world. Oh, for sure. I think that you and I, I mean, we've talked about, we don't talk about, you know, we don't talk about money a lot from the pulpit in terms of giving. I did that a lot in the application mm-hmm. today because I was struck at a time in my life with um, the, the fact that I had only been tithing a portion of what I was making, mm-hmm. not tithing what I was getting at Carabas right. in addition to what I was making you know, at the church I was part-time at mm-hmm. before I got hired here. And so I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think there's a conversation to be had that many other pastors have had you know, just in the last year, um, two pastors that I you know, I would say look up to or listen to every now and then uh, growing up um, have been, not just growing up, but even in my 20s and now in my 30s, two pastors have been ousted for improper spending, for, you know, taking money from mm-hmm. accounts or missions and, you know, just, um, of course, McDonald, I think about. And then, you know, to think about the idea of how can you do it well in the West? in the Western Hemisphere, in America specifically, how can you do it well? I think about David Platt's book, Radical. And I think that the idea, the, the, the main driving theme or idea of that book that um, you, can, you can live within your means or under your means, David, I mean, is just a great example of somebody who gives everything that he has to, to, the, to God. Yeah. You know, from his job, you know, the only, the only money that he takes, he doesn't take a salary from his church. The only money that he makes is on the book sales. And then he gives a, 80% of that back to, to missions mm-hmm. work and to evangelism. And, and not only that, but he's one of the most prolific preachers of our day. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's guys, there's other leaders, there's other people to whom we can look up to as pastors to try to model our lives after. But there's also the, the idea that as shepherds, we want to tell our sheep, you know, um, be careful of wolves who would t- try to take your money, who would try to dissuade you, as Second Peter chapter two talks yeah. about. And also, be careful that you don't fall into these uh, traps of loving money because it's so easy to do. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think really that's the point of this. Uh, postmodernism again is a mindset, mm-hmm. and so what we want to do is we want to be careful. Not number one, don't don't think that your money is a way to have power. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go back. So many people are afraid of the mark of the beast. Will I get it? Not even know it. Mm. Um, I heard there's there's a there's a chip that they're putting in in Scandinavia. Boy, you can pay by your phone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, cashless banking, uh, cashless systems. Those are all things that might strike fear. The phone, and, and, and you might you <laughs> might think you might worry. Will I receive this mark and not even know it? Right. We're not concerned about that. Mm-hmm. We're concerned about the steps that lead to it. Number one, realize that everything you have comes from God. Right that you would pause and you would honor him with that. Realize that God will supply all of your needs until the time he's ready to call you home. And if that means it's from starvation because you couldn't buy or sell, number, we, we know that we win in the end. Mm-hmm. Number two, we want to use our money to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about giving and you talk about, it's, it's not just giving to the church, it's helping out your neighbor. It's, it's helping, you, I've, I've heard of people help young people go to college uh, who, uh, we were recently blessed with a gift that, that really was a blessing for us at a time when, when our kids are both going to school. It was so nice. Mm-hmm. It was out of the blue. It was, it was uh, you know, we, we make a good living. At the same time, it relieved a lot of pressure from us. It mm-hmm. was a blessing. We like to do that for other people. Uh, I've given away cars before. I've given away musical instruments because we want to bless because we're stewards. Right. We also recognize greed in ourselves. That's mm-hmm. a really big thing. If there's greed there, the greed is the spirit of Antichrist, mm. where Christ is, is the one who gave. God so loved the world that he gave. And so we're not concerned, again, about you receiving a mark and not knowing about it. 
Mm. We're concerned about you being willing to receive a mark as you willingly say, I will reject Christ because I like my money. Yeah. And I'll pledge allegiance to whatever because it's convenient. I don't want to have to suffer through these things. I don't want to have to be without these things that I like. Mm. That's a powerful draw for, for evil. And so remember again, it's not money. It's not the technology. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And that's certainly what the Antichrist will use to draw people to himself. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it was your message. you have anything else you want to add to that? <laughs> it's a lot of it. I, I would just say, the, you know, the, the focus passage from 2 Timothy, I would encourage you to go back and read that. There's just, um, when we think about, and I, um, when we think about uh, the Antichrist being the literally opposite, the antithesis right. of Jesus, the list that, Paul gives us there in 2 Timothy is really the antithesis of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. In the last days, we will see the fruit of the Spirit dry up all around us. And mm -hmm. I talked about this on Sunday. You know, it's just not just in the church will we see false teachers and false prophets arise like mm -hmm. we're warned about in 2 Peter, but we'll also see in our world that the morality of the Ten Commandments, which usually most everyone would, could ascribe to, mm -hmm. even when you were a child. Everyone knew the golden rule. When mm -hmm. I was a kid, everyone knew the golden rule and treat other people the way they right. wanted to be treated. Now it's just like, you know, rules are arbitrary. No, mm -hmm. there is no gold standard. There is no golden rule. You know, mm -hmm. all rules are, all. if you believe that, great. If you don't, that's fine too. You know, there's, mm -hmm. if, with truth not being absolute. So, I, I mean, I, you know, and... I don't know. I don't. Five years ago, I would have probably said, no, I don't think we're in the last days. And mm -hmm. now five, at 2020, mm -hmm. I think we probably are. And then the more I read and the more I, the more I read and the more we talk about this, this message series, that's, um, it's terrifying, but it's also, um, I think encouraging as Christians that we have the basis of absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And we, not only do we have it, that we can train up the next generation, regardless if, you know, Jesus comes back tomorrow. Yeah. In the last days, perilous times includes people being lovers of money, money yeah. rather than lovers of God. And so we, we want you to not love money. We're, we want you to have it. We want you to enjoy spending it. We want you to be generous with it. We want you to be blessed by it. Mm. We want you to bless others with it. Uh, at the same time, we don't want you to love God less because you love money more. Mm. And so put God first. Always put God first. Know that he supplies, and if money dried up tomorrow, if you can never buy or sell it again, mm. he's going to take care of you. And so never allow your love for money to draw you away from God. That's the bottom line. That's the big heart check question. You yeah. know, I, and uh, it wasn't in the video uh, study guide. I know we watched that together to refresh us uh, before this, but um, the, the big heart check question in the application on Sunday was if God took it all away. Mm -hmm. If God chose to t take it all away, or if it was taken away from you, could yeah. you still love and glorify God? Yeah. Th think of my servant Job. You my know. servant Job. Mm -hmm. Yea, though he slay me, yet shall I praise him. Amen. And uh, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so don't worry about the Antichrist. Mm. Worry about the things that would lead you to follow him. Mm. Check That's these good. things now. You don't know what the mark looks like. You don't know if it'll be there in your lifetime. But you do know that if you love money more than you love God, you'll probably be very susceptible to receiving that mark. Mm. And those who receive the mark, they're not going to be with God forever. And so don't fear the mark. Fear the spirit that will lead you to receiving it. We thank you for being with us today. Thank you again for leading Absolutely. that message and appreciate your hard work. God bless you. If you have any questions, feel free to give us a holler. We would love to be able to have conversations with you regarding these serious things. And again, thank you for being with us. God bless.